All right, greetings to the saints. <clears throat> At night, I hope we are all clear about the importance of prayer. Uh, I hope we are all taking it serious. Uh, how important is praying time? Once you have a bigger responsibility or a bigger revelation, whatever bigger thing you have, and you pray below the level of that uh, responsibility, there will be a void in your life. If you are a housewife or you are a husband or whatever you are, if you pray lower than your engagements, you will leave a void. And that void will be a space that will bring loneliness, uh, whatever thing, uh, depression, whatever thing that will attract demons. You must make sure that you don't underpray your assignment. You rather overpray. Because the charge that's in you uh, has to be equivalent to the supply for the spirit that to support that. So that's my greetings. Uh, exhorting believers to make prayer their hobby or their second nature, whatever they should be. So we'll have these prayers daily, and uh, it's for you. to understand the importance. I need, at this level of my ministry, constant people pray for me because of the work that's there. So, when you stop praying, Satani already is on his way. Once you stop praying, he has already left where he where he stays. He has already focused on you. And he's already on his way. I've seen believers who just roll around in life, toes about, and just live by grace. And the grace of God takes care of them. But the grace of God won't fight the battle 
that is invited by your weapons or by your remember as you're a christian you are a sparkling soldier you are equipped wherever you are you reflect light and and some badges of some sort battlefield things in the spiritual realm now that responsibility is already putting you in the fight The grace of God has already given you victory. But the grace of God cannot protect you from self-inflicted wounds. And prayerlessness is a self-hat. It's like an own goal. It's like a suicide. So, of Unesu Zalapana Ujon 10, verse 10. So that we understand the basics here, Jesus. John 10, 10. John 10, verse 10. Two spirits is the thief and the I am. The I am is always experiencing when you are at your knees. The thief waits until there's a chance. The thief doesn't know who's Judas Cariot. He doesn't know. But he sees your behavior. And when he sees you neglect prayer, he knows there's already, already there is a void in your life. I've seen believers who have experienced hardships whoever experienced it like traumatic experiences in life they tend to nest the head which is what the devil wants you to do the devil wants you to hide your wound and spend all your life talking about that wound that the one says the avoid you will run away from fellowship from prayer from being like lively for god you will find a private life somewhere and demon are already on their way. Already there. 
Remember, the devil doesn't want to change your name. The devil doesn't want to give you a scandal. He doesn't want to, to hurt you a bit. The devil wants to bury you. He wants to finish you up. That's what he wants to do. If the devil cannot discourage you on your faith, he'll try his best to make you live a double life. If he fails to do that, he'll try his best to make you do just one thing that will discredit you in front of people. Even if you can continue going to heaven, but your name is killed. So, he doesn't come unless he sees one believer. He sees one Christian who's just off in life. I've met Christians like that. Watch us off. Watch us idling. Like, when you ever seen a car that has lost brakes, just going. No prayer. And the devil will find you somewhere. What does it mean? It means once you stop praying, the prayers that you did will be tying their loose ends for the next three years, two years. You will feel like you have power. You will feel like things are happening. It's just the prayers that you did. They are just filling up their lips. And when they cool down, you will be just, demons will come like all sorts of demons will just manifest in your life and you say how come i just dropped from being a saint to be the chief of demons you the demons immediately wow to enter you stop praying you're offended whatever you do stop coming to church whatever you do the demons send armies to you now the prayers that you already did they defend you for that time. And those prayers, when they finally fade out, those demons will be had to spend time, that two years or three years, to, to bombard you. And you'll say something like, when it rains, it pours. You'll start to say negative statements like that. That when problems come, they multiply. No, you stop. So that once you stop praying, Satan is already on his way. Doesn't matter if you feel him. You might not see him. You might not have problems around your life. But once you, you monitor someone who is not praying, who is not uh enrolling in church prayers whatever it's just off in life he just sleeps wakes up and you know pray those prayers you know those prayers which they pray 
when they are lazy to pray, they start to say, no, I pray silent prayers or, uh, or I, I meditate, all those things. That's, that's, that's not praying. That's thinking about God. There's some, it's different when the Spirit is praying for you and when, when, and when you are praying for yourself. The Spirit prays the things that we cannot utter. The Spirit looks and sees things that by our psychology we cannot see. And it meditates for those things, intercedes for those things. But for the things that are of life, the everyday life, the evil spirits that we're going to face, all those things, we have to pray. What is prayer? Prayer is sending signals, sign waves in the system, in the environment, in the space. As I speak now, the microphone will take this signal, transfer them by diaphragm to an electrical signal. These are just waves in the, I just created the pressure in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, in the, like, uh, engine, like in the room. I disturbed the, the pressure system in the house by speaking, and that pressure goes to the microphone. And the microphone takes those waves in that pattern into the electric current, and, and they get converted digitally, whatever. That's praying. Praying is a physical sending a signal, and that signal must be a troubling signal. The devil is not only disturbed by, by what you are saying. He, he is also offended by your voice and your pressure and your waves that you are sending into the atmosphere. Because those wave bombs travel and they never die. Anything you said in prayer, it ripples around. Like Brian Brenham used to say, like when you when you hit a pawn, the ripples they they dwindle and they travel until they reach the other side of the wall. They never die. Like the wave forms of the ocean. <laughs> it starts just being a small ripple caused by the wind there in the center of the ocean. It goes all the way, it multiplies accumulates until it's a wave. That's how we need to step it there in the center. One section of the soil under six, under uh, it deep in the ocean there, cracked by millimeters. It caused a tsunami at the beach. That's prayer. Your little voice, you ushering there. The faith will take it like a wave, and it will cause a, a tsunami somewhere. But if you didn't say those words, if you didn't spend an hour speaking those words, speaking them harshly, shouting them, they don't exist. Imtabango are not words. It must be scientific words, something that they can go to a, to a speaker 
and in a speaker it can be played if it has to be so when you stop praying when you stop to have continuous daily day and night prayer when you stop that you have the devil has already sent his destruction they will manifest in your children they will manifest in your death they will manifest whatever they will manifest but when they manifest they will ruin you your life will be ruined whatever area you can marriage or finances or, 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 or career or whatever when those demons finally enter your space when they finally enter that void that is left there it will manifest you will live all days of your life with anger with envy with dissatisfaction you will always be a behind christian you will always be a complaining christian about you don't have money you can make you will always be a miserable miserable failure and i've seen many christians we have lost their faith we have lost their fight we have lost they all live to complain they all live to be at the mercy of other people and they enjoy them because they stop praying you cannot live you cannot overcome by other people's prayer the prayer is a personal checkup because nobody knows you, you as you know yourself so we can pray for you but we can never get into the depths of who you are before god like you can do for yourself so that's a problem once you stop praying satan is already on his way you come i've heard testimony of people who are rap artists, who are movie makers, who are celebrities, people we think are sinners, who have succeeded in Hollywood, who have succeeded in music. I've had testimonies of those people that some of them, before interviews or, or whatever things, or before they act scenes or whatever, they spend hours in sober prayer. If prayer can work for someone who is an unbeliever, if prayer can work for someone who just doesn't confess faith like we do, and Christians are suffering devastatingly lives of failure because they don't, they take prayer as a theology. As I used to tell you that I used to listen to this Denzel Washington. He says he puts his flops at the center of the bed underneath. And he says he does that purposely so that in the morning he will have to knee down. He'll, something will force him to knee down under bed get them he says every time when he kneels down our dancer there's always a voice that says where are you going 
and always made me thought. If a man kisses people's wives there and lives that life, today he is entitled the greatest actor of the 21st century. When you watch his movies, you can feel that this guy is a spirit when he's doing this thing. He says he plays hours before just acting. You can feel if you have ever watched his movies. You'll tell me what I'm saying. There'll always be something emotional that will catch you in his movies. Because of prayer. That's why a person who prayed. You know, we started la, we did this three days, three nights for three weeks. Now in South Africa, people are hunting for me. Just because I prayed five minutes in a radio station. People are healed and delivered. They are hunting for me, like here in the in the church there, Omakojano was selling there. Uh, one guy saw a picture and said, this is not a, he called me a prophet. He said, prophet, like, because of this, this prayer we did, it changed the atmosphere. I'm just trying to encourage you that you have the answer. You just have to sell yourself to prayer. You have to sell yourself to prayer. Live there in the sober. You'll see God. So, that's my first statement. My second statement, when you are praying, God is already doing something. The first one was when you stop prayer, the devil is already on his way. Second one is when you are praying, once you start praying, maybe you pray every day like 10 or 7, or you pray every day like we pray every morning. God, you have really, you, are, you, are, you have activated God's conveyor belt. I remember in the malls now, they invested this thing that the conveyor belt the escalators in these expensive malls when you come the escalators are not moving but once you put your first step in the escalator it starts to move because they're saving electricity god is like that once you start to pray he starts to move you might not feel him you might not see him but you'll find a certain part of your life starting to things to happen complaining will decrease things will happen i remember we used to pray an hour every morning in bangani we had no revival we just prayed an hour i started in my house every morning just every morning we didn't fast for any 40 days. Just our everyone feels screaming up with prayer. Our every morning. They wake me up every morning. We pray every hour every morning. Then we went to put it down the court. Just never did no major fasting and stuff. And 
When I stood in front of people, they all preached for 15 minutes. Satan is a devil. What you pass on scream. Where does this power come from? God said it's that one hour. Once you pray consistently, doesn't it? Even if it's one hour, but once you do it every time, you are already a winner. That's how easy God can come to you. That's my second statement. When you start to pray, or when you're praying consistently, God gets a chance to come into your life and and hoover and arrange and fix. Never be quiet about the things that hurt you the most in your life. Never turn a blind eye on something that humiliates you, embarrasses you, and intimidates you. Never. Even if it's a phone, you carry a phone and you feel like you don't like this phone, or the house, or your financial life, whatever it is, cry about it. God has never meant us. We must never substitute shame with being content. Those things don't work together. Being content is not shame. Once you are ashamed, you are not being humble. You are humiliated. If you are poor and you are driving a Skorokoro and this car, you are fixing it to push mechanics there, it's leaking oil, it's Kazamafuta, you are poor. And every time you are driving with your wife or your children, you are ashamed of that. That's not being content. So don't lie and say, we never say, you are superior. If you pray about this, being content is to be earning 3,000 men. And being so happy that your expenses are 1,000 rand and you are happy. You can afford 2.5, but you just love to live on 1,000 rand. That's being content. Being content is to have something. And you're not, you don't want big things, you don't want fleshy things. Not because you cannot afford them, it's because they are meaningless to you. You rather take that money, give to poor people some. But being, being impoverished, while you are greedy, you want something, you cannot have it. In Bible, because you pray amens. Uh, you cannot have it. You start to change. So, that second statement. When you are praying, God is already doing something. The third one uh, that will motivate you on prayers either we fetch demons or blessings, we attract something. 
That means we are created as a sponge. We are created to be to, to be filled with something. A sponge, once you there's something in the floor that's wet and you put a sponge, a sponge will absorb that. So either you stop praying, you're absorbing demons, or you are praying, you're absorbing God, but you are absorbing something. We attract something. We don't have to join a voodoo and call on demons. We are already in the nature that is consumed, uh, co that consumes spirits. The spaces we're living in. By the election and predestination, our spiritual location, we're in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But physically, we are down here. And we are open. Our emotions are open to demons and all this stuff. And only prayer is accepted there. Prayer, sacrifice, all those things. So, I'm trying to encourage you people. How do you see that you are praying little? If you have not arrived in the area where your praying pleases God, when you pray and you know what you are praying, you are still not a prayer warrior. If your praying life is still motivated by the things you want, you are still a babe. Because once prayer becomes your life, the things that you want, God will give you like in advance and, and he'll then rule at the stage and you start to pray because it's your life. And you get to a second stage where things that you could not afford surprise you. Miracles that you didn't pray for just happen. So when you are still praying, for things, you are still in a battlefield. You are still coming out of a mess. There's been a long period where you neglected prayer and the devil put you in a mud and now you are still praying to come out of there. Very, you must start there. You must start there. But you must know that you are still recovering because you neglected it. And now you are dipped into this thing. Uh, but uh, that's a uh, I think it's Ephesians. I'll put it into that. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's First Thessalonians five, verse sixteen to eighteen. First Thessalonians five. Yolo Verse sixteen to eighteen to Karabo. Linda Kamash. That's prayer. In everything, rejoice. So that shows the condition of your heart. Now, I've seen people, I'm a very sensitive person. I've seen people or get offended. Especially when you're preaching these sermons 
like the ones that I was preaching about poverty. I've seen certain believers getting offended because they always complain about they are, they are poor, they are, they are Bafunda, they are this and this. And I've seen them getting offended. And it starts there. When God is calling you to a higher life and you get offended. So you cannot live in joy. You're already offended. Every slider starts by being offended. Every slider. Every Christian who, 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 who I've seen all sliders. They a brother will be a preacher, will be a loving God, and something happens in his life. The devil does something in his life. And after the devil has done that, he will come to church uh, protecting that wound, which is but one day that wound will be disturbed. He gets offended. And the Bible says, Jesus says, blessed are those who are not offended. So, look at the syllabus. It, people are always happy. Are always having victory in life. People are always sad. Are always having setbacks in life. That's just in the level of psychology. Even the people of yoga can teach you that. That's why the Bible says, yeah, rejoice, enter prayer with that, and offload your life. Don't come to church being offended. Don't, because you'll drift away. And prayer, worship, thanksgiving, these things are positive things. These things you cannot do them if you are miserable, sad. That's why you can hear someone who's not used to pray. You know, we, we have a brother's prayer at night here, or for three, you, you can feel a brother who's not used to pray, especially when he has to pray an hour, being listened by them. You can feel that this man is struggling because his spirit is not used to being rejoiceful in the presence of God. He comes there with heavy burdens. He's not used in, in being living with God. Prayer is a rejoicing space, the space of joy and happiness between you and your God, where you offload your burdens and miseries, and the victory comes to you. When you get offense, you are already defeated. You are already off. I don't care who you are. You are already off because you are offended. And God wants to help you. He cannot enter that space because you have already locked it away by offense. We'll start to see you uh, quitting the ministry, quitting whatever thing you're doing, and then we'll start to do some other things. Maybe go for women, or start to drink, or whatever you start, and you go all the way, and, and your life will be wrecked, because you have forsaken that joy in the Lord. So, it's the most important thing, Basala. Uh, I'm going to end there for this night. I hope and encourage. I hope the full extent of four and be there with us. Uh, I don't have to call you in person. You have to be there to pray with us. Because if you don't pray, believe me, you, he's already on his way. And when he comes, you will mourn. You will call up as a line. 
you will be unplugged from faith. You will be a miserable, shameful thing. That's why when somebody is always complaining, somebody is always saying, no, 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 something couldn't gani. Don't, 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 while you, uh, like, while when you enter opposite, you repel that love. You're always bitter, you're always this. You're always full of demons. Your spirit is repelling love, but you want to be loved. If you want to be loved, be lovable. If you want to be loved, have space for people. If you want to be loved, visit people's homes. Go to their homes. Spend time with them. Don't only uh, be a Christian who only and those serious things and turn around and say there is no one who doesn't have problems. You must make space for love. You must reach out with a pure heart, with a genuine heart. Have you ever seen that in church you find that they are believers. Every time they start, I'm a Kamabaologist. Every time they make gossip, every time they do, they are always there. But when there's something good like marriage or parties or clean things, they are not there. There is a bad spirit in that person. What attracts bad spirit? Among my best children, I went to Israel. Tell them about someone we didn't fix it. So, okay, please fix your life. Come to God, not the spirit of sacrament. Come to God with the spirit of you don't deserve it. Thank Him for it. Serve Him for it. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for this group. In the name of Jesus, man. Susugane, susuketema, susugala, and bring them closer to Thee. Praise the Father, by Jesus, Jesus, by Tetema, by Tefa. Heavenly Father, have mercy on them, because gracious Lord, 